Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Forgotten Cinema is getting romantic for our eighth season and just in time for Valentine's Day as we cover the 90s ensemble drama, Beautiful Girls. We'll then do a complete 180 as we dive into some spy films, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Spy Game. We'll find out why white men can't jump and whether you should shoot to kill while enjoying a Frankenweenie. Nope, that doesn't make any sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? This season will also feature our 100th episode of Forgotten Cinema. Feels like 100 years. Don't I know it. Forgotten Cinema. Never stop, never stopping. Yes, that's a hint. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Player Bros. I'm Mike. This is a post game presented by Two Player Bros. And today we are doing a post game on a game that came out actually in 2018. Uh, This is Surviving Mars, which is published by Paradox Interactive and developed by, forgive me if I say the name wrong, Hamamont Games and now has been taken over by Abstraction Games. So the reason I'm doing this is a couple of reasons. One, uh, the main reason this week is because it's St. Patrick's Day when we're recording. We record on a Wednesday, and me and my fiance Elise, as you know, who do Crack One Open, we went out and we had some beer and pizza, and we ended up just going over a little too late to record. So that's the main reason I'm doing a solo episode. Obviously, as you guys know, Dave does uh, do a job and he goes to his job super early in the morning so he can't record very late into the day a couple hours in overlap is all we have so i'm on my own i figured let's do a post game as dave said there aren't going to be a lot of post games where we do it together so this is going to be a post game where i do it by myself the other reason is surviving mars i got into in the last couple of weeks because i've been watching the expanse a show i've always wanted to watch a show i saw at comic-con a couple of years ago where the cast uh united and talked about it we saw the first episode of season four at the panel because it was an amazon panel attached to jack ryan which i do watch and it's a show i've always been meaning to watch a show i've always wanted to watch and i've been binging it i love it you guys should check it out on amazon prime if you get the chance And I wanted something close to that, something like The Expanse, where it's real science meets technology. And, you know, I've been playing some Stellaris lately since it's also on Game Pass. And, you know, there's Elite Dangerous, which is pretty close. But Surviving Mars has always been a game that I've always been really interested in, never really good at. And I wanted to give it another try. So I started my third main base or third main save during this game time. And I think it's the perfect time to do a post game because it's on Game Pass now. It's on Game Pass PC, so it's gone Game Pass Ultimate. It's also free on the Epic Store uh, this week as well. So this is a great time. And unbeknownst to me, 
as I was playing it the last week, a new DLC was incoming on Monday, which I will get to. Uh, and I think this is a great time to be part of the Surviving Mars experience and Paradox games obviously always update their games. And I just want to talk about this game that I've really kind of fallen in love with, a game that I think is a fantastic game if you're into these kind of games or if you're into these kind of subjects. So without further ado, let's get into Surviving Mars. Surviving Mars was obviously, like I said, it's a Paradox game developed by Hamamont Games. They... I guess Surviving is now a series because they're surviving Apocalypse, I believe, which has come out, which is cool, I guess. And Paradox obviously has a whole bunch of games in their own realm of city building and sim type games. Uh, Hamamont themselves have done uh, Celtic Kings, Nemesis of the Roman Empire, uh, Imperium, all these kind of games. Tropico, I guess they did three, four and five. Czar, Rising Kingdoms, Omerta, Victor Van. They are well known within the in the kind of, I guess, sim category. And then you've got the amazing, amazing Paradox Interactive, which has done Stellaris, which is a game I'm trying to finally learn to, to do, which is an incredible game that if you haven't tried it, go ahead and try it. Uh, it's something I'm still learning about. I'm probably going to have to start a new game again uh, and learn how to play that. But developed on Crusader King, Kings, Rome, uh, Europa Universalis, uh, and Imperator Rome, uh, Victoria, Sengoku, just so many different games that are so popular uh, in the sim space. So Surviving Mars is a game that if you haven't played it, I absolutely encourage you to go on to play it. If you're on the PC, get the Epic Store and download it now while it's still free or get Game Pass Ultimate. It's free on there or just buy it. It's such a great game. If you love city building games, if you love sim type games, this is a game that is both difficult and easy at the same time. Uh, it's easy to learn the basics of this game. It's something that I have started numerous times and my first two saves were failures. I had to start a third base, which we'll get into, but I think might be a failure, but it really is a game that pushes you to your limits in terms of how you would build your own Martian colony. And it really gives you free reign from there. I mean, it, there's obviously things you need to do, oxygen, water, fuel, to get back and forth, but how you play the game after that and with Paradox numerous updates lets you really play the way you want to. You are in control of this colony, whether you choose to be part of the UN, you choose to be part of a company, you choose to be part of a specific country. Each of them have, you know, perks and each of them have setbacks for each of them as you land there with drones and begin the first start of building a new colony, which is a task in and of itself, making sure you have fuel, making sure you have oxygen, making sure you build a dome that can house these people and then making sure that these people will be satiated. You know, it's one thing to have them come down and do this work, but it's another to have them come down, and do this work and have something to do at night, have them something to do during the day, which is easier said than done when you get to the later game. You know, your first batch of people coming down are going to be professionals who want to do the job. But as you go on, you're going to have a lot of people who just are coming to look for a second chance, whether that be a job in bartending or working security or a, a video game store, an art store or a grocery store. 
these people are looking for opportunities. And if you do not provide opportunities for people, or if you provide too many opportunities with no people to staff these positions while you have, you know, electronics being made, machines being made, polymers and metals for the colony, and they can't go out and do their own thing because they have nobody who's handling these after hours tasks, you're going to have a failed colony and some problems. And this game really takes that as the forefront of its gameplay, while at the same time tackling a whole bunch of other issues that have increased as the game has gone on. And I feel like this is the perfect time, I guess, uh, Paradox has announced the game is now has 5 million, over 5 million downloads, which is awesome, because this is really a game that deserves the attention. The level of detail and the level of realism in the game in terms of building your Mars colony is so great and so awesome. It is exactly what you'd expect. And as you build the technology trees, you see quotes from all these famous people from Buzz Aldrin to Elon Musk to JFK to Richard Nixon uh, about what the future and what space technology might become or be. And you are making it as you build this game. And it's letting down rockets, getting making sure dust doesn't fall on it, cleaning that up, getting drones and shuttles to transfer between domes as the domes build all these things. But at the same time, you're still reliant on Earth at the beginning. So all of this reeks for a very realistic sim. You know, you build your base, you make sure you can build fuel, you have oxygen and water for your crew. Your crew comes down, you make sure they can produce something, something that is worthwhile to either continue the base or send back to Earth for supplies and sell back to Earth so that Earth can make money, so that Earth or whoever your benefactor is will give you the money to continue living on Mars. And your goal is obviously to become self-sufficient, but for the first, I don't know, 200 souls, and souls are obviously an Earth year on Mars. Uh, so you're going to be very reliant on whoever is giving you the money from Earth and you're going to have to sell back some rare metals or just be very conscious of what you're bringing in for shuttles every once in a while from from Earth to supply your crew and keep your crew as self-sufficient as possible. And this in and of itself is a totally difficult task because you need to make these things and you need to make electronics and polymers and metals all to make sure that you can build what you need to build within the game. but you're also going to use these things to maintain the buildings you already have or to maintain buildings that you need like diners, casinos, restaurants, bars, and even electronic stores and art stores and grocery stores that people will shop from. You need these technologies and it's something you have to work on to try to make them yourself and get enough people into work these shops. And I think that this game does an incredible job at that, making all these things important, but at the same time, making what's out there important beyond the dome, making sure that you can build your new domes, making sure that your RC explorers are exploring everything there is to know about the sector of Mars that you are in, making sure that you have enough drones, making sure that you are extracting enough resources and oxygen and water to keep everything alive, plus some, because you are always going to want to expand your grip on Mars to your entire sector. And at the same time, you have other sectors. You have uh, 
like a religious group or a uh, another group like India or Russia, other countries vying to try to get certain breakthroughs on Mars or do certain missions that you could do if you have the supplies, missions, uh, supplies, people, or technology on your side. And that'll again come back and help your crew. At the same time, this game does a great job at missions as well, which is similar to Stellaris. Uh, it'll randomly select a a big time event for you. In my case, it's called the Inner Light, where people are starting to pass out randomly and the planet becomes a light with different weird colors. And your people will pass out if they have a certain quality to them and have dreams about a world, potentially Mars, where they're living the life of a Martian and they can see it in their dreams and they're all passed out on the floor. And you have to figure out how to solve this issue, see what they want from you while at the same time dealing with your base, because these people are now asleep while jobs have to get done. Casinos need to be run. Diners have to be done for food. You know, factories need to be run to make you products to build more stuff. And it's within that, that the game is really, really strikes. It's, I think stride with once you get a little bit further in the game, you make your first couple of bases. Balancing everything together is really well done and really fun in terms of. You have people that have issues, but you are building all this stuff. And by the time you're halfway through the game, you feel like you are invincible. But at the same time, you have always have this thought in your head that your people are delicate. And these events make it even more so and keeping your people happy is very very important in this game not only will they potentially kill themselves or leave you for another colony they will start to become renegades and if your people aren't happy enough they will start to commit crimes within cities which lowers people's sanity or just flat out start destroying stuff taking over drones that build the buildings and domes and other things for you or I've had them uh, in certain saves blow up entire rockets become essentially terrorists where they blow up my rockets that are returning to earth with with a payload of billions of dollars of product of rare metals that I'm going to send back to earth to support Mars and they blow it up and I have to buy a rocket again I have to buy supplies again I have to restock I lose that rare metal export and that's all really interesting. And you really have to both make sure that what you're doing is not only great for the colony, not only great for what you would imagine. Okay, I have this rare metal over here, but I have this water over here. But what's great for the people living within it? I mean, that's great if you have this plan. And I had it as well. I was building a circle that was going to spiral kind of out in terms of bases. But when you ignore their base needs for too long, they're going to start to freak out. In my case, I had built five or six domes that had, you know, a mix of apartments and factories. They needed to build the later electronics or polymers out of and, you know, diners and spaceports and space bars and casinos. And despite all my efforts, I had more jobs than I had people. And you would think, oh, that's a good thing. You have so many openings no one's going to be unemployed. It's going to be a perfect world. But that's not what you want. Because 
as people wanted to go to the casino or the diner or the space bar, they would find that certain shifts were unfilled. They could never off their shifts of their own work, go and do a relaxing thing because there weren't enough people to fill those empty positions of nothingness. I'll bring over people from earth and that wouldn't help either because they would just come over and I need to build new places for them to live, but I would overcrowd it because I would have to destroy it or destroy certain jobs to put certain apartment buildings in or put certain houses in. Or I could build a whole nother dome, which meant a whole nother housing unit, but then I need an infirmary and then I need a security office and I need a grocery store and then I need something fun. So these people would have to kind of exist within their own domes. And that could be the purpose of the game is to build within your own domes, but I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of that. Especially at this point in the game, there's something called passages that exist where you can attach more than one dome within a walking patch, uh, passage and your people will walk between that to get the jobs. And I don't understand why people would constantly be sad all the time. If they had all that. And it's a constant balance in terms of the job to people ratio. And then, of course, you have things like sandstorms, ion storms, dust storms, uh, your whatever your big mystery ends up being like I had the inner light. It, it just really increases the replayability of each thing. and. Paradox and the developers that work for them have been pushing out updates for this game since day one and have really made this game super, super replayable. So I mentioned that I've been playing this game on and off. I started playing it because I keep watching The Expanse. So I wanted something within that realistic science space. I've been playing for the last two weeks. Little did I know that a new DLC was coming out from a new developer. So... Hammermont was the one that made the game. Abstraction has taken over in terms of DLC. And they have created a more tourist attraction version of Mars. So. You get onto the game and now you all of a sudden have tourists and what they think of Mars and you can build attractions for them, hotels, and you have a certain funding based on how much people want to come visit Mars. And this is a nice addition to the regular game. It's not something new in terms of, oh, that's your game mode. That is part of the original game mode as well. So along with everything else, if you're a super pro, you can restart the game if you want, put that into it, and then not only work on getting Mars to be the greatest colony it could be, but also making sure Mars is something someone wants to visit and have a great time in. On top of that, there was a <laughs> DLC about building Mars, about terraforming Mars. And that was called Green Planet, came out in 2019, May of 2019. And that added, you know, making sure greenhouse gases are up, making sure lakes are up, making sure atmosphere is up. And that added even more to the game in terms of building, in terms of how you want to think about how you play the game, in terms of your endpoint. Do you want to get Mars to just be a great colony or do you want to help Mars terraform? And you're going to have to sacrifice some stuff for that. But in the end, you can undo glass domes. Your people can walk around freely within cities. There's no such thing as these domes that you have to worry about. Uh, oxygen and stuff like that you worry about terraforming mars and you have to worry about less later and i think that's absolutely fantastic 
you know, all this stuff they're adding to the game adds more layer to the game, makes it more complex, makes it more believable, but true and more difficult if you're looking for more stuff to add to your old saved game. And that's something that Paradox does fantastic, uh, such as with Stellaris. They really have gone above and beyond in terms of all the stuff that Paradox does for Stellaris. Now, these games that they do are supported for years and years and years. And Paradox actually thought, I think, Surviving Mars was done. Now that Abstraction Games is in, I think that we'll see some Surviving Mars content for at least another two years again. So this is really going to be maybe a five or six year game going on here. And that's really, really cool. The game also has a, a really nice art style, I feel. It's semi-realistic, but semi-cartoony, somewhere in the vein of Futurama meets real life kind of a thing. Uh, it's kind of, I think, retro in terms of its style, in terms of how certain things look artistically. But at the same time, scientifically, I think things look really as close to realism as they could within this time period that the game takes place. Uh, and I really appreciate that. The music in this game is another part that I think is just absolutely astounding. I think that they really, really uh, go above and beyond with the, the music in this game in terms of your selections on the radio and how you play. They are very chill, kind of lo-fi type songs. You can also get like this kind of country rock radio. There's now the Mars Vision soundtrack you can buy, which kind of encapsulates many different countries that the game represents doing songs about. I think they're all kind of geared toward the themes of future. And just the songs that came with the game originally when I bought it, when it first came out, are perfect. They're just very chill, very nice, very serene songs, very beautiful songs. They are, you know, not songs you would work out to. I've been told many times listening to these songs because I do like these songs. If I was listening to them again, doing a project at work and someone mentioned, I, I didn't think that's something you would listen to. And I think it's because it's such a great concentration type song, which works for the strategy game. Uh, genre or the simulation city building genre as well it's it's sad and enlightening and smart and beautiful while not being too obnoxious and too in your head it doesn't make you overthink or underthink it really helps you to be in the moment and play the game that you're given i really do think surviving mars has one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in a game. And along with a lot of the other things the game has in terms of gameplay, graphics. I mean, this game is now on Xbox. It's on PlayStation. It's on PC, which if I didn't say before, which I'm pretty sure I did get it. Epic Games. If you're listening to me tomorrow when this episode airs on March 18th, Buy the game on Epic Store if it's available on for free. That's one of the free games. An Epic Store is free. Just get it. It's also free on Xbox Game Pass, which means Xbox Game Pass Ultimate as well. 
PC or Xbox. Unfortunately, it's not a play anywhere title as unfortunately too many games are not. I hope they fix that in the future. You can get this game and play it on any system that you'd like. And you really, really should. If you like any kind of simulation building game, if you have any interest in the future or Mars, it really is an astounding game. And and everything about it is great. I think I've said before in this game that I don't have a lot of patience with games. I don't have a lot of patience with tutorials. I don't have a lot of patience with opening acts that take too long or opening sequences that take way longer than the actual game would be itself. I'm looking at you six hours of cyberpunk. You know, I want a game that kind of shows me the ropes and gets me to the game within less than an hour, I would say, or, or less. And surviving Mars is one that does it really well. And especially a game that as a simulation game, that really forces you to do a lot of stuff. They could easily make the tutorial 80 hours long or two minutes long and have you guessing what you have to do, which really makes me mad. And I think Surviving Mars is one of the few games where the tutorial or the training missions really helps you figure everything out and really leads you to building a a great colony. Whereas a lot of games won't or a lot of games take too long. This game really isn't that. And if you want, you can just turn off hints at all. And just go into the game blindsided and go, I'm going to figure this out. I want to make 80 bases before my first base is viable. And I think that's where I have my first complaint. Is viable bases is is save files. My first base I knew was going to be terrible. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even bother doing any of the training. And I wasted all my resources making a refueling station with no ability to land my craft and live or no dome, nowhere for my passengers to go. It was a wreck. My second base worked a little better, but I still didn't quite get it. And although I built domes and people were living there and I played more than my last, this current playthrough, which I played for a while, I couldn't build more than a base or two. And everything I did had 8,000 backup components to it to the point where everything cost way too much to run uh, and run on top of running. This third base, I thought I had it through and yet everyone started dying at some point. And this is where some of my frustration comes true, comes through and hopefully is somewhere where I can get some answers from those at Paradox or at Abstraction or at Hamamont. But I played my game and I've been playing for the last like week or so straight. I have put about 10 hours into my base which for me lately is a lot of time, especially within a week's time, doing three podcasts, audiobooks, and you know, regular job. I had saved it about midnight, kept playing the game, and I was way into it, way more than I was like, I just want to get this one little new dome fixed. I was playing until about 5 a.m. Perfectly fine, building a new base, getting everything settled, all that. 
about 5.15, turned it off, tried to save it. It crashed because the Monday, this was Sunday into Monday, the update was going through, I assumed, so it crashed. Whatever, I have my autosave, autosave at some point earlier in the game, but not too far away. I'll just play from that. It's a little sucky, but whatever. Next day, loaded that autosave, started the game again. Everyone started dying immediately. Tried the autosave before that. Everybody started dying immediately. Made a new save based on my autosave. Everybody started dying immediately. And this was a game or a save where I had still played about 50 minutes into it before I tried to save in a crash. So we're talking 70, 80, 90 minutes extra of gameplay. I played the day before and everything was fine. And then all of a sudden people started dropping like flies, leaving casinos and buildings and jobs way more than they ever did a day prior before the update. I can't tell for sure if this is for something the update did or if this is just something that I didn't catch or maybe the game didn't catch my initial run and now it's like, oh no, they're all going to die. But I had my domes at a good 70% sanity and comfort and they weren't the best domes quite yet, but they weren't the worst where I would lose 130, 40 people in a match. This kind of makes me a little upset in terms of that. Is I think that part was a glitch, but there were two other times where I had to stop and start a whole game over again. And I would just, I would hope there was some way that you wouldn't have to start quite so from scratch from playing this game. That there's a way to pick up the pieces of what you did wrong and begin again, but there really isn't. And it really does force you to have to go through the beginning stages of the game again, which honestly are pretty boring. I mean, if I could at least get to the point where your your stuff set up in terms of landing the first people, go from there, maybe. But I'm a little pissed off about that. I'm a, definitely pissed off that the update seems to have destroyed an entire... 10 hours worth of civilization work. But regardless, I'm still going to go back and play. That's the thing about surviving Mars is it's so good that I don't care how many times I fail. I still want to go back and try to make a society that's going to work to try to build a terraforming project that's going to put plants and trees and build the atmosphere and crash meteorites that are going to give water to the red planet that I'm going to want to put people in these domes that actually fit, that are comfortable, that want to work, that aren't so sad about things, that want casinos and restaurants and things that I can give them as they ask for them. That's what I want to do. And I honestly think I can. And I think that although a lot of games, my failures like that would make me not want to play the game in surviving Mars. Although it takes me a little while to go back to it, my failures, I think, teach me a new aspect of the game, teach me a new way not to do this. And it's so close to science. I feel like I really am. Training or practicing or auditioning for my own Martian landing crew. 
you know, it's hard not to think like that. It's hard not to think that the whole game is a simulation to see who NASA or SpaceX or whoever might be looking for. It really is a fantastic, realistic, but at the same time, sometimes surrealistic version of of extrasolar colonization or not extrasolar because we're not living in the solar system, but colonization outside our planet. So surviving Mars, the paid DLC expansion is coming in later 2021. And that's going to have some extra stuff. The tourism aspect is something that you can just ignore. Like I ignore it now. But if you're someone who has a game that's already pretty advanced into it and you want to try to add something new to it, go right ahead with the tourism update. In terms of people like me who have been playing it but are just starting to get back into it, now is a great time. You know, when we thought that Hammermont Games was going to be the be-all, end-all, and they left, um production on surviving Mars. we might have thought it was the end but now that abstraction's part of it you're gonna keep wanting to come back to here especially if it's on game pass if you've already gotten it free on epic keep coming back and see what the free dlc is i know that a full paid dlc expansion is planned in later this year but even the free ones are great the paid ones are great and really keep adding to not just like changing the game and making it a different thing they just add to the game not making it easier, but making it more realistic, just adding more things that could possibly be. And that's fantastic to me. You know, from little buildings to big buildings to new arcologies to new things sticking out of the domes to new things to worry about. All this is fantastic and means that the game won't just be left in limbo for forever. You know, when I finally figure out how to play the game and I'm not just on my third base, not knowing what I'm doing, when I'm on my, you know, let's be real, seventh or eighth base, figure out what I want to do and how to do it successfully. And I've, my plant, my people are pretty happy. I'm going to be able to look at all the different DLC and look at all the options I have in terms of how to make my base even better, how to expand my people even more how to expand humanity even further than i am right now and i think all that is fantastic with this game all with really spread out dlc too so you're not just all of a sudden overwhelmed with you know only 60 dollars worth of game paradox really spreads everything out so that they just want to make sure you are playing the game that you are paying attention to the game that you get new players when like base game is on sale and you have this DLC out. You know, that is the kind of thing that is very capitalistic, but also is very, we believe in our products. And I think that says something. You know, Paradox believes in the products they put out, and they're all very similar. So they really should know. Yeah, but between the terraforming hotels, the mysteries and the aliens and and who knows what that appear on the game that you have to figure out the alternate nations that are also competing against you for supplies and trade routes and discoveries. It, it really is its own strategy game, but Game of Thrones. And I can see why people love it. I've always loved it. It's just been hard to get back to. 
in terms of relearning and hoping you don't fail and, and the amount of hours it just gets sucked into. This is the biggest suck in terms of game time I've experienced in some time. You know, you start at 11 o'clock at night and you want to play for one hour or two hours and you find yourself at 445, five o'clock in the morning going, oh, wow. So that didn't work so well because you always want to build the next thing. You always want to fix the next thing. You always want to be the one to expand upon the next thing. And and I think that's the mark of a great strategy game where you care about your people or your town or your civilization as much as a real leader should or would. And I think that's absolutely astounding. I think this game's astounding. I think you should try it out. You know, I don't normally do strategy games on this or simulation games. And I think that Dave also would definitely not want to do a strategy game or simulation like this or anything else or even Alex. So that's why I'm kind of doing this one on my own. Letting you guys know you should absolutely try this free on Game Pass Ultimate, free on the Epic Game Store until I think the end of this week. Maybe even today while you're listening to this on March 18th, download it now, pay whatever they want you to pay. It's absolutely worth the price of whatever, as long as it's not over what its full price was. This game is fantastic. Xbox or PlayStation as well. Not sure if it's on Nintendo. I don't believe so. Just play this game. It is going to really, if you like space or science, blow your mind. Uh, and then once you figure this out, maybe you can get into Stellaris. That's what I'm hoping. I have no idea how to play Stellaris. I want to learn, and I will eventually. But that's why I got into Surviving Mars. Try something a little simpler before we go a little galactic. But anyway, that's all I got for me. Uh, if you're listening to this on this Thursday, I'm recording this on St. Patrick's Day. You know, Slasha, happy St. Patrick's Day. Stay safe. Keep on gaming. I'm Mike. This has been Two Player Bros. Catch you next week.